back in the 1950s, a man named Alan Abel had more than just a few things to say about the moral state of this country. I studied music, and I played the drums. I played professionally in, during the late 50s and early 60s. I was playing at Radio City Music Hall with the orchestra there. But then after a while, I realized that it's a dead end with music. I, I didn't want to just pound the drums all my life. No, no, no. I want to do something different. I, I want to you know, be funny and maybe write One day, while I was driving along the highway, I rounded the bend, and all of a sudden, traffic was backed up three or four rows, and I, I was actually second or third from a herd of cows, and they seemed to have formed a circle around a cow and a bull mating in the middle of the highway. And I watched people's expressions. I saw a couple of salesmen, they were laughing hysterically. And I saw the uh, two nuns, their heads were buried so they couldn't see it. And then <laughs> there was another woman who just looked so chagrined and angry at what was going on. All these different expressions. For heaven's sake, how could these animals do that? And I thought, it's because the whole world is their bedroom. You know, they don't have any sense of morality. And I thought, I want to write a satire about clothing all these naked animals. And thus was born my idea called SINA, S-I-N-A, the Society for Indecency to Naked Animals, whereby all pets should wear clothing, any animal that stands higher than four inches or longer than six. And how do you explain to a four-year-old why mommy and daddy are dressed, but Rover the dog is naked? You can't do that. So they grow up with a double standard of living. And remember my motto, a nude horse is a rude horse. I wrote this up and sent in the article at that time, the Saturday Evening Post, and this was the late 50s. And it was rejected angrily by the editor who said, this is deplorable organization. We want nothing to do with it in this magazine. And I thought, they believe it. They think it's for real. So I printed up leaflets about clothing your pets and le left them everywhere. And uh, before I knew it, I was going on the television and radio. I work for the Society Against Indecency to Naked Animals. And we have millions of dollars in our private foundation. But we want to educate people about the need to clothe all animals. My props included uh, half slip for a cow, Bermuda shorts for horses, and, uh, you know, a burlap sack for a deer. I had all these crazy garments. There are more highway accidents due to the fact people take their eyes off the highway to look at a naked cow and bull, and they run into a truck or a tree. But I would like to warn people out there to keep away from the Jersey Turnpike with all the nudity. We've declared that highway a moral disaster. It was outrageous. The people around the country really seriously believed that this campaign to clothe naked animals was justified, and then it spread. It reached literally millions. We have over 50,000 members of Senna in the United States, and we're bringing in about 400 members every week. People got together floats during parades to clothe animals, and they'd have a mock barnyard on the, the float showing the animals wearing clothing. We have a lab in New Jersey that does nothing but take clothes on and off cows all day long. 
somebody had a private plane and they painted S-I-N-A, our organization's initials, underneath their wings, and then they dropped clothing for animals on a cow pasture on a big farm there (laughs) so that they could put the clothing on the animals. Now, these are pantaloons for a nice uh, kangaroo, or if you have a pet deer, you could use those. One woman in Santa Barbara offered a $40,000 check to help the cause, but I, I had no interest in making money because I knew it would be fraudulent. It didn't ever cross that line. Our motto is decency today means morality tomorrow. And remember, a nude horse is a rude horse. Newspapers began to pick it up, the Daily News, the New York Times, then Playboy magazine, San Francisco Chronicle. They had a headline on the first page, Animal Nudity in San Francisco is Sinful. The zoo is a peep show for children. And, uh, and they were all on this offbeat organization that they believed was real. T. Clifford Proud Jr. is president of CINA, the Society for Indecency to Naked Animals. The entire... Trout Dynasty had clothed horses that went into battle. The Today Show said, we want to have your president of the organization appear. So I got my friend Buck Henry, who had a great sense of humor. He wrote The Graduate subsequently and Get Smart. And, you know, on Saturday Night Live, he was on that show for a long time with John Belushi. But Buck, who at that time was unemployed, he agreed. He said, okay, I'll go out and pose as G. Clifford Prout the president of this non-existent organization. And then Walter Cronkite, he interviewed Buck Henry. I'm Walter Cronkite, and for the CBS Evening News here on TV 12. Buck went on the full CBS network, playing his role as the president. Well, during the days of the ancient Vikings and the great drinking halls where they held their feasts, they had huge dogs with long hair that were used as napkins. And, uh... Walter kept a straight face all along because he, again, believed it because the news, you know, is serious. You don't want to play around. He really thought that this guy is a certified nut, of course, and this is his campaign. Well, at first, it was a joyride. Then it became a roller coaster. And then a slippery slide, not knowing how I was going to land. And after six years, I was really tired of it. Buck Henry got tired of it, and he called me, and he said, I'm surrounded by reporters. There's at least a dozen of them here. They're, they're really angry, and they want to know the truth, and I, I can't leave the room. I can't get dinner. What should I do? I said, okay, Buck, we've had a great ride, a great romp. Tell them the truth. And so he did. He went out and got photographed. And it was a feature story in Time magazine. I think it was around 1963 or 64. It was just one great big hoax. I think it just absolutely captured the imagination of people that there's some crazy guy out there and his team who wants to put clothes on naked animals. They never stopped and thought, well, it could be a joke. No, because nobody would do something like that as a joke. I would, and I did. Putting on a top hat, tying up a white tie, brushing off my tail. Yeah, I'm dudin' up my shirt front, putting in the shirt studs, polishing my nails. I'm stepping out, my dear, to breathe an atmosphere that simply reeks with class. 
Thank you, Alan Abel, for sharing that story. Some of the music you just heard was made by Alan Abel himself. And I'll tell you what, Snappers, this man's antics do not stop here. Alan has perpetrated countless hoaxes. And check out the hilarious documentary, Abel Raises Cain, created by Alan's daughter, Ginny Abel, along with Jeff Hockett. Special thanks to both of them. And Jeff and Ginny, they're working on a screenplay for a feature film based on Alan Abel's life story. To learn more, we're going to have a link on our site, snapjudgment.org. The piece was produced by Pat Lacidi Miller. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.